This is the Power Aesthetic Podcast. Today we are talking about power, the nature of power, how to attain it for yourself. At the beginning of our weekly emails, uh, we start out with a definition of terms. So we start out with power there and aesthetic afterwards because I like to define words because I like to lay things out and make sure everybody understands what's being talked about because it makes it easier to have a conversation about them when you understand what someone's definition of them is. So at the beginning it says power, a possession of control, authority, influence, the ability to do something, physical might, mental strength. These are a few of the definitions when you look up power. One of my friends, John, told me one time that power is just the ability to connect things. I have always loved this definition because it gave me a great deal of things to think about because my mind immediately jumped to the idea of, you know, well, what does that, what does that mean to connect things? And it sent me down kind of a rabbit hole thinking about the nature of power in general. And that most of us, I think, when we think of power, tend to think of temporal power. Uh, very often, you know, we think of powerful people, we think of money, uh, you know, we think of authority or influence and stuff like that. And certainly all those things are manifestations of power. There's no doubt. Uh, we might also think of, of power lifters or, or guys like that, people who have an incredible amount of, of physical might, strong men, and so on and so forth. But this, this definition that my buddy John talks about where power is just the ability to connect things, you know, diving into that a little bit, there's, there's a, a something that correlates really strongly to this that I thought was pretty fascinating, which is that in Germanic mythology, Odin, who is seen as the highest of the gods, is seen as such because he has gone through this, this shamanic experience, this, this ego death or, or whatever you want to call it on the on the tree and what he's given for that experience is the ability to he's given the runes which are essentially the idea of seeing the strands of of what they call weird or veered which is basically in a lot of ways he he talks about after he's done this that he says you know after i did this i i waxed in wisdom and each word led me to another word and i found words each deed led me to another deed and i found deeds i've taken this to mean that he understands causality he understands the nature of how things in the universe are connected together um and what what things are formed by those connections. He understands, he finds a word and then that word leads him on to another word. He's able to find connections between words and ideas. He finds connections between actions and future actions and so on. And that this is really the most powerful ability to have, to know if X, then Y. If I do this, then this will happen, but also to know how people connect together, how people and ideas connect together. And so when we look at this idea of power as the ability to connect things, I think there's, there's definitely something there. You know, even if we look at some of the most powerful institutions on planet Earth, we have the media, which is effectively at its core, a giant, uh, a giant way, a, a, an incredibly complex way to connect people to the ideas that you want to connect them to. You know, we have... Religion, which is the connecting of people with ideas. And we have things like social media, which is the ability to connect people with people, uh, also to connect marketers and media with people. So all of these things are connections. 
And on our own level of, of power, it is the ability to connect things with other things because it's the ability to connect ideas with other ideas that make sense. And it's the ability to connect things together in a way that has consonants. It, it, this is what we talked about in the geometry episode of this podcast. And I look at this idea of geometry as basically that that is your ability to find and to attain power is to have the correct geometry, to know how the lines of your life, your experience intersect. Um, that's power. Uh, I'm sorry uh, in advance for the rest of this podcast. I'm fighting a little bit of a spring head cold. So uh, I apologize if my voice is a little scratchy or if I sniff a little bit. Um, so if we look at, at power here, we, we can. <laughs> I was just rewatching the movie Scarface and he delivers this, you know, kind of immortal line that's very popular now. He says, What I try to tell you, what I try to tell you. In this country, you get the money and then you get the money. And once you have the money, you get the power. Once you have the power, then you get the woman. Uh, I, I disagree. I think that getting the money comes about as a product of cultivating uh, personal internal power. And then you get the temporal power as an effect of that. And what I mean by this is that you you have to lay down these internal patterns. I, I don't care if you're a, a fucking drug dealer. In order to get the money, you have to consistently be out there you know, hustling in the street. You can't go sell drugs one day and then not sell drugs the next day. You have to have consistency, even if you are a crack dealer. You have to have uh, some kind of of consistent pattern of how you do things. Otherwise, you're you're not going to be a very good drug dealer. Um, you know, I, I recently watched an interview with a a rapper, a famous rapper, and he was talking about how. He would go out and he would shine shoes as a kid. And as a little kid shining shoes, his goal was to hit 100 pairs of shoes a day because he shined shoes for $2.50. Um, this is like L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle, who's killed a couple years ago. But uh, even though I'm not a, a rap fan um, and there's plenty about that whole culture that I, I really don't um, I don't identify with. Uh, there's, there's a couple guys who are very clever there and they have a lot of these points down pat, especially when it comes to some of this temporal power is that this guy understood that in order to make money, in order to get his hustle going, he was going to have to get out there and he was going to have to consistently set a high bar for himself. Um, and, and that you can't attain by not doing something with consistency and, and with discipline, you know, things as simple as like a 10 minute walk done daily, are going to lay down a pattern of discipline, a pattern of, of consistent action. And that, you know, power is not limited to making things happen externally. You know, there are multiple kinds of power, which is why I use these four pillars and I find them so valuable in my life because, you know, there's, there's plenty of people who we can look at who have mental power, you know, and, and they're, they're very intelligent. A lot of these guys, very book smart. But, you know, you look at them and you're like, this guy uh, is not somebody who is who's going to deadlift 500 pounds anytime soon or, or be able to take care of himself in a, in a physical altercation. You know, uh, by the same token, there's a, guy, a ton of guys out there who are very physically strong, but who have the emotional development of a five year old child um, or who have who have the temporal power uh, of, of, a you know, a silly teenage kid, you know, the, these guys can, they can go into the gym and they can have discipline there and consistency in their, in their diet and everything like that. But 
you know, they can barely pay their rent or, or, you know, pay for their gear or whatever. So as we combine the, the alchemy of all four of these pillars, this is when things for us begin to, to turn into gold, to real gold, because we aren't simply looking for external power. We're looking for uh, self-control. In today's email uh, that went out this morning, there's a quote in there from Thucydides, and he says, um, he says self-control, and this is paraphrase, but he says self-control is, is the prerequisite for self-respect, and self-respect is the prerequisite for courage. I really love that, that quote. And, and going further, I'd say, you know, if I can't control myself, for sure, I can't respect myself. If I can't respect myself, I'm not going to be respected. Um, it's just the same way as if I, if I can't love myself, I'm not going to get love elsewhere or anywhere else. You know, so I'm not going to get that respect by others. And if I'm not respected by others, then I'm, I'm unlikely to attain a great deal of external power because, you know, a, a lot of our external, a lot of our temporal power is defined by network, you know, the people that we're around. So we attain true power by learning self-control, by exercising self-control. You know, we, we control our physicality and, and our physical pillar to the extent that we can. Um, a lot of people always want to say, well, Paul, what about the people who can't, who are in a wheelchair? Well, you know, there's there's a, a certain strength that one can have on a physical level, even if one is dealt less than positive cards. I personally know two guys. One has um, has muscular dystrophy and another one has spina bifida. Um, and those guys find a way to train themselves physically. I'm sure you probably some of you have seen the video of the guy uh, who's in a wheelchair and he's doing pull ups with his wheelchair attached to him. There are a million ways to make excuses. And yes, some people are beyond the pale where they will have to bring up their other pillars to a degree. Some will not be able to do any of those things. But I think those are the exception rather than the rule. Um, and I think a lot of people make a lot of excuses who are not even close to having an excuse that is as valid as some of these guys who still find a way to perform. So we control our physicality to the extent that we can through you know, through our diet and our, our exercise, but also through our, our grooming, you know, the, the way that we take care of ourselves, the way that we present ourselves. We do all this at a high level. Um, it increases. It, it, it lays down patterns. You know, we control our mindset and our, our mental environment. And we do this by controlling how we think and what we think about and what we feed into that. Um, we discuss that quite a bit on the on the how to become who you want to be episode of this podcast where we control that environment and to a great degree uh, a great degree we can control what we think about and how we think when we control what we put in there and and what we put around ourselves um if you're you know sitting there reading and watching garbage or, or sitting around watching porno or whatever all day and and playing video games and shit like that you're not likely to be putting out um, a great deal of positive, high horsepower thought, uh, because you're you're in an environment of placation. So, you know, we control our emotional state through through self learning, um, through solitude, through examination, and and through self correction. Um, when our when our geometry gets off, we need to be aware of that, and we need to engage in a a, a regimen of self correction. We control our narrative by choosing a framework. And what I mean by that is we, we choose a meaning. We create a meaning in our lives. A lot of people don't have the strength or, or 
are afraid of this concept. I talked about this in an article years back that, you know, there, there's a great line that kicks off a, a Migwa album, a, a black metal band from Poland that I like in the first line on the record. He says, the great truth is that there isn't one and it only gets worse from that conclusion. <laughs> That's a pretty brutal line. But I think uh, I would change it for myself to the great truth is that there isn't one but it only gets better from that conclusion because if I make the conclusion that there is no great truth that existed that I have to fall in line with, it means that I have to have the strength of character and the strength of, of spiritual, emotional, and mental state to choose my own and that it's all freedom from that conclusion because I get to pick my own meaning and then I get to choose to believe in that meaning and I get to choose to live my existence in line with that meaning or set of meanings that I've picked for myself, which I think is an incredibly liberating concept. You know, and then from there, we control our temporal power via our, our acquisition of wealth, but also our acquisition of worldly wisdom and our, and our network, which all comes back to, you know, what kind of people will we attract? Are we likely to attract powerful people with the way that we're living our lives? If we are dirty and unkempt uh, and we look like a slob, we are not likely to attract people into our sphere of existence that are high performers uh, unless we're paying them to coach us or something like that. And, and that none of these things can be seen as less important than the rest. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of how we look, how we think, our emotional response. You know, I've, I've embarrassed myself many times by having an emotional response that was not in line with my personal belief, not in line with where I wanted to be, where I wanted my geometry to be. And so I had to correct that. And I'm, I'm in process. Every day I am doing the best that I can, attempting to do the best that I can to correct that. Sometimes I fail. Uh, sometimes I fuck up and then I have to correct that and I have to get everything back in line. But a great deal of our power and our acquisition of power is going to come from what happens to us and what we do with our lives after we have attained the real power of self-control, of self-mastery. We also have to understand that Attaining self-control and self-mastery is a lifelong endeavor. We will never attain complete and total self-mastery. As human beings, it's, it's pretty well impossible. I would say it's completely impossible to ever have attained a state where you say, this is it, I can stop now. So we will always be in the process of attaining more self-control, of more self-mastery, of more self-understanding, because all of these disciplines, all of these things that we do, will help us get to the root of why we lack control in certain areas and getting to those reasons will allow us to begin doing work on them. And once we attain some kind of success in those areas, it will deepen and we will, we will understand further our own fallibility. Uh, we will understand further our own weaknesses and we will look to correct and improve them. Through doing this, we will attain temporal power. We will attain worldly wisdom. Um, we will attain a network of, of higher and higher performing individuals. And because of the discipline that we have achieved, because of all the things that we have set out to do and that we have discharged with consistency and with discipline, 
we will achieve wealth. Uh, this is one of the things that I try to drive home to people the most when we're, we talk about business and, 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 you know, how do I, even the question which people ask me all the time, how do I find like-minded people? You find like-minded people by being the person that you want to be around. It really is as simple as that basic equation. Oftentimes, like-minded does not mean like-performing. You might think that you're a certain way, but you might not be that way because your actions might not show that. If I'm trying to build up a new friend group from scratch, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing what I do in a new place or a new environment. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be friendly and respectful to people. I'm going to engage them in conversation when I feel that that's appropriate. I am going to continue training. Sorry, I'm going to continue training martial arts. I'm going to engage people at my at my martial arts school in a friendly and respectful way. Uh, I'm going to keep studying. I'm going to keep, uh, you know, learning. I'm going to keep working and I'm going to keep meeting people around me in the business world. And I'm going to be, guess what? You probably guessed it. I'm going to be friendly and respectful to them. I'm going to be helpful to them. I find that by living the way that I say I live, by living the way that is in line with the way that I've chosen to live, and then simply by trying to be respectful and helpful to the people around me, my network grows very quickly and the amount of, quote, like-minded people around me increases as well because it becomes very easy to meet people when you are basing your lifestyle on healthy, productive, and powerful things. Um, you, you are going to meet people and they are going to gravitate toward you if you have laid down the groundwork that makes people gravitate toward people. What makes people gravitate toward people is they have a, a forward-facing physicality. In other words, they, they are what we just talked about. They're, they're clean. They're well put together. They're, they're fit, you know, and all the rest of this kind of stuff. And, and they're respectful. They're friendly. They have a positive attitude. They're helpful. You know, this makes it the easiest thing in the world to meet people. Um, it makes it incredibly easy to meet males or females uh, by simply being exactly the way that you would want to be the most every day. And obviously, this is easier said than done. But it is about coming back to this idea of power being about our ability to make connections, right? Even meeting people, that's making a connection. Being able to see this group of people works well together. This group of people doesn't work well together. Any and all understanding of the way things connect, especially in our own geometry. What root causes connect to what physical problems? What root causes connect to what mental problems? What root causes connect to what emotional or spiritual problems? What root causes connect to what temporal issues that we're having? The ability to simply see how our geometry connects together and then to go, okay, I'm doing this. What's the next step for me? Well, you'll be able to see what that connects to by enough development in all these other areas. And guys, this is absolutely the way to attain nearly limitless power in this world is to continue to develop one step at a time and then not to necessarily ask yourself the question, what is the penultimate? What is the highest expression of this? But to ask myself simply, what is the next highest expression of this? Okay, we don't get to a 315 pound bench press by benching 135 and then throwing 315 on. 
We make our progress incrementally by being able to see the connection to my next landmark, my next benchmark. Okay, so let's start by thinking simply and then thinking, what is the next move? What's the next step? How do I see the connection? And once you begin to be able to see these connections in a small way, you're going to begin to start seeing them in larger and larger and more and more meaningful ways until you have become someone that people around you look at and say, this person is someone with an incredible amount of power. And what's more, they're friendly, they're respectful, they're helpful, and they're somebody that I want to ultimately make a connection with. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, think about coming on as a supporter. 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month by mashing that support button on this podcast homepage on anchor.fm. Otherwise, you can support by buying one of the Pillars and Precepts booklets, either in print form or as an ebook. And uh, we've got some exciting things coming down the pipeline. As always, if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, things that you'd like to hear about or anything like that, please just reach out to me by responding to one of the weekly Power Aesthetic emails. Let me know how you're digging it. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. And it is, uh, it's an honor for me to see some of the messages that I've gotten back just saying that what I'm doing has been helpful to you. That is uh, one of my highest callings in this life. So thanks for it. And, uh, and thanks for the uplifting words. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one.